Demipia is a world filled with horrors and darkness. Its people enact torments against each other, and foul creatures lurk beneath the earth. This tale contains subjects some may find distressing. You have been warned. In the third age of Demipia, upon the largest continent of that world, within the primordial forests of Nerigan, in the Empire of Vals, in the western city of Talast, seven souls make their way to the Rotten Gate to join a caravan that will take them eastwards into the Alabaster Mountains to the village of Goldsfall. Had they more wisdom, maybe they would have stayed in their beds. Had they more insight, maybe they would have foreseen what awaits them in the shadow of those fell peaks. Had they more sense, maybe they would have chosen not to get involved. But safety and mundanity do not make good stories, so I invite you on this dark and dreary morning to join in their suffering as they explore the secrets of the Mind Children. to this caravan. Um, the caravan master is called Hannon. He's there with a couple of caravan guards and the rest of you. And he says, well, I think we're all here. You should probably introduce yourselves. And a uh, quite smartly dressed human um, that stood next to this young Koyuk says, well, my name is Tibor Udi. Pleasant to meet you. I'm an ore merchant. I'm going to be traveling to Gold's Fall. And I hope you'll be safe on your journey. And none of you are thieves. None of you. What's your name? My name is Malagria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a Dorlia, uh, so I'm like around seven foot, really? like pure black skin, uh, purple eyes, silver hair. Basically a goth, all black, <laughs> very like silent and black and like cloak and not like aloof, but I'm not talking to anyone or getting involved or anything. So pretty aloof. So quite aloof. Well, no, as in, I didn't mean like looking down my nose at um, you, but like just... Keeping to yourself. Yeah, yeah a little cut off. Yeah. Very introverted. Did you say that you were quite untrusting? I didn't explicitly state that, but one could infer that if you want to, I guess. Yeah. I think I'm going to infer that, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't done anything yet. And that's all you need to know. Oh. You stole my line. My name is Axum Icetooth, and as you know, I'm here with this bloke. Table waves. <laughs> Table waves. <laughs> I don't feel like I have much to share, but you can ask me if you're interested. I'm, I'm about six foot. I look basically like some kind of really gross <laughs> Urukai kind of. It's <laughs> <laughs> like just really a horrible. You're, you're a quiet, right? Yeah. I'm just kind of leathery looking and with an angry face. Yeah. You can't really tell what gender I am. I've got kind of like dreadlocky hair and some kind of weird tribal clothing going on. Hello, my name is Kathan, earthly daughter of Zathan, the great spirit of the Great Worm. I'm an acolyte from far away from here. And now that I've uh, turned of age at 15 years of age, I am on my spiritual journey to discover my powers that I have had from childhood, as I am the earthly incarnation of Zathan, the Great Spirit. And I am on this pilgrimage to the Alabaster Mountains to meet with the giants, 
to discuss with them their aesthetic values and meditations. As a Yankover, I'm a big ass Dragonite type person, which is pretty cool. Um, and there's nine subraces of Yankova, and I am a Zathan Yankova, hence I'm believing in the spirit of Zathan. Um, and I have electric blue scales edged with purple, Ooh. and uh, oh, distinct ridges running down my neck and outer arms and, and legs. So I'm pretty pretty badass, if I say so myself. Um, <laughs> you sound like a disco dragon. Yes, yeah, just blue and purple disco dragon. Disco dragon. Um, I'm, you couldn't really tell by looking at me, but I am a female Yankova. And, um, None of you can tell. <laughs> None of you can I've tell. I've not confirmed this, except I refer to the spirit of that Zathan as she, so you're kind of maybe assuming that I'm a woman, but I haven't really said, so you don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm abnormally large as well for a, a female Yanko, I've decided, um, because I'm a protagonist, so it's fine. And, uh, <laughs> I'm actually seven... And that's how it works. Yes, I'm, I'm seven foot tall, and yeah, I'm pretty large, but also, um, I mean, my community has taken that as another sign of my being the incarnation of Zathan, because occasionally when a young Yankova shows sort of like good prowess with magic powers and things and spirituality, they think, oh, they might be the earthly incarnation of Zathan. Although we wouldn't know any of the backstory about Zathan, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, well, if she's just told you. I mean, so. I did say that I am the human. I'm uh, well, the Yankova oh, no, incarnation say, yeah. of Zathan, yeah, yeah, the great spirit yeah, of the Zathan Yankova tribe. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty out outright with my uh, with my stuff because I'm I'm pretty uh, self possessed. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's me. I'm basically obsessed with Zathan. Um, so <laughs> I, basically, and I <laughs> just love Zathan, and I'm super tall and huge, and have pretty heavy armor as well. I've, I've like got medium armor, so and, I'm, and like are covered in electric blue scales. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah I think um, is it? I need to remember this actually so I can visualize it. But yeah, it's um, electric blue scales with edged with purple. It's pretty fancy if I say so myself. I'm basically a giant dragonite disco ball who could absolutely outhunt you. <laughs> And I'm sort, of, I'm sort of squaring up to the doll here a little bit as well because I realise we're the same height and because I'm just like, I'm quite young like, as well, much, so I'm a bit much, like... You're hmm. much broader. Yeah, yeah. Those. But I'm still I'm still feeling a bit insecure because of the same height and I'm usually yeah. the tallest person, so you see. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, as you know, I'm amazing at um, travelling in the wild and uh, I'll definitely keep you guys safe. My name's Erdi. Yeah, I'm from the mountains and I, I've, I've grown up in the temple of Mashnarangal. I'm like a human and my ethnicity is Mancaronian. Mancaronian. Um, so I have um, kind of like whitish silvery hair and brown eyes and I'm quite short, I don't know, like maybe five foot four? Is that how, I don't Positively know how... tiny in this group. Okay. <laughs> He's small. Yeah. Like five but you are young, aren't you? I pat yeah, you on the I'm, head. I'm 16 years old, so that's like, I've just reached adulthood. Well, you're older than her. Then. <laughs> but how she is a huge lizard. I'm 16, so. but she's a lizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I am Goresh. I am a Koyuk from the Ward Sky tribe. And uh, I once killed a really big cyclops. Not a big deal, but you know. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty famous because of it around my areas, so uh, that, that's about it, really. No big deal. <laughs> no, it's no big deal. Once killed a cyclops. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> if you know me, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows me. So. <laughs> 
So I'm also a, a Koyuk, so just like what Maxwell described earlier, very similar. Uh, I'm probably about six foot two or three, that kind of size. Quite dark skinned, uh, long hair and a bit furry. Um, <laughs> very kind natured, quite like up for helping people. Um, but I've been burnt once or twice in the past, so not particularly trusting of... Some of those bad cyclops in particular. I did also kill a really big cyclops once. Which, <laughs> yeah. Just in case you didn't hear yeah. it the first time. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> so I'm quite confident in my own like uh, abilities with fighting and a uh, pretty big name for my local little tribe village thing, which I've left to try and find a, a bigger, more meaningful life and maybe some money to take back to the family to help them not have to, you know, hunt and forage to survive. It's pretty much me. Hi, my name is Anastasia. That's Anastasia, not Anastasia. And my surname is Raven Scott Nyberry. <laughs> that again is Raven Scott Nyberry. As you can tell from my name, I'm an Averin, which means I'm better than all of you. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> I am 100 years old, which is quite young in my, in my race, but you guys might not know that because you're not one of us. <laughs> Um, I here, I am here to kind of um, do my own adventures and my family don't quite believe that I'm ready to do what I'm doing and I'm out to disprove that. I'm also out to find my sister who I haven't seen in 60 years and I believe I may be able to use you all to aid me in that. I'm quite tall, not as tall as some others but I'm about 6'2". Um, I'm female and I very much own that. Um, what does that even my, mean? You'll see. You'll see what it means. Um, I am the daughter of a very, very rich man and a very, very rich woman, and I often use my feminine wiles to get what I want. Um, I wear quite a lot of tight clothing that kind of... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just tend to wear a lot of robes. That's typically how I dress. Even though I've kind of absconded from my amazingly powerful lineage, I still like to keep those garments quite dear. All of your clothes are stunning. Stunning. Oh Most of you have never seen such fantastic <laughs> embroidery. I'm not sure I've ever seen clothes before. <laughs> 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 ah. <laughs> Shall we do an intelligence check on clothes? <laughs> I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you. So yeah, that's kind of it. I'm kind of average. I'm also medium for average, so I'm not like the most well-built average, but I'm ten more well-built than a human and obviously less well-built than a coyote. Are we campaigning with a mean girl? <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit with us. Anastasia, not Anna. Yeah. My Averin is totally brown skinned, by the way. Okay. Um, with kind of like bright green eyes. The the other humans that you're travelling with, um, Tibor Udi, um, is wearing sort of very very nice, quite finely tailored clothes. Not as not nearly as fine as yours. Thanks. But um, very nice, well made clothes. He's got a little waistcoat on. He's got a little goatee and a twirled moustache. He looks a bit fancy. He looks like like, like a bit of a dandy, you know. <laughs> Hanan is the Hanan, who's the caravan master, um, is is like sort of quite a hardy man. He's obviously been doing this a, a while. He's used to living out on the road. Um, he's, he's got quite big hands covered in and big arms covered in scars. He's wearing some chainmail and has a has a big axe on his belt. The two the two caravan guards that haven't introduced themselves and don't feel like they really want to. They all look they both look a bit scared of all of you, particularly like all the ones that are huge, which is all of you. <laughs> <laughs> they're scarred and grizzled and they're wearing they're wearing like scale armor, but they're sort of trying to avoid you as much as possible. 
Well, says Hanan, um, I'm, uh, I'm sure you're all going to get along fabulously. As long as you don't kill anybody while the caravan's here, that will be fine. This caravan is going to Titan's Bridge. We won't be going to Gold's Fall. Um, but I think this, this man here, Tibor, will be going to Gold's Fall, and so you can, those of you that want to go there, will follow him. So the caravan will take four days to get to Sorrow's Nook, where you'll leave us the... The road over the White River is long and windy and not very pleasant. Once we get into the mountains proper, there will be no no inns, and so we'll have to sleep on the road. And so I hope you've all brought warm clothing and tents, because it will be very, very cold. Wait, are Yankovas cold-blooded? Because, oh, I'm going to get cold pretty quick. Uh, no, actually, you're not cold-blooded. I've got a tent that I can lend you if you want at some point. So. Thanks. I've got some things I'd share too. <laughs> I'm trying to make friends, even though. You know, <laughs> I know yeah, whatever. Come really on, badly, so. I will give you items for your friendship. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Thank you. <laughs> my parents have kept all my money, so I haven't got yeah, all the gold in the world. Place, so you're basically an avarin teenager well, rebelling. Like That's exactly what I am. Where <laughs> I'm on a holy pilgrimage. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're a huge lizard. <laughs> huge lizards aren't holy. You're a huge lizard. <laughs> Excuse me. I imagine you like, The spirit of um, Zathan would argue otherwise. An Argonian. Never heard so of that. What? Zathan? You imagine here is an Argonian. Um, you, can make, you can make an intelligence check to know what Zathan is. I don't think I do, but go on then. I rolled a six. My intelligence is negative one, so it I sounds got five. Like, it sounds like some sort of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> sounds delicious. She's uh, Zathan's very underground. You might not have heard of her. <laughs> Apparently not, no. <laughs> So after a while, Hanan says, well, I suppose we're ready to go then. I hope you all like walking. <laughs> it's four days to Sorrow's Nook. A stroll. A stroll. Good, good, young over. Right, let's go. Do we have horses? No. We're walking? We're walking. Oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you should demand a place in the I caravan. There are two wagons pulled by two horses. They're both completely full of food. And there is no space, no space for, any, for anyone to, to ride in. Um, and it says the road, the road isn't isn't massively steep for most of the way, but there's a lot of food here. The wagons are heavy, so you leave and begin your journey eastwards towards the mountains. The first day of your journey takes you through the Relief Valley, um, which is out of the mountains here. Hanan tells you it's named the Relief Valley because once people get out of the of the river gorge, it's a relief <laughs> because the river gorge is a dangerous place that nobody likes being. He also tells you that many boats come from Lake Zilladrin in the east. Um, to Lake Halladir in the west, which Vals is sandwiched between the two. And there are lots of riverboats that travel from Drakagard to Talast. But you can only go one way, because the, much of the flow of the river is too fast for riverboats to mostly row up. And so the ropes come from Drakagard to Talast, but not the other way around. If you want to go the other way around, you have to take a caravan, which is what you're all doing. So the, the terrain around here is flat um, and covered in a patchwork of fields surrounding the farms that dot the landscape. As the day progresses, you begin to spy snow-capped peaks of mountains peeking over the horizon. After a good day's travel, you reach a large village with an inn that seems a good place to stop for the night. It's a big village, um, surrounded by lots and lots of farms. And the inn is reasonably large, there's a place to put the wagons, stables for the horses. And Hanan says, well I'm going to stay here, I don't know what the rest of you want to do. The tavern is called the Dragon's Elbow. How much does it cost to stay in the Dragon's Elbow for the night? You can go and ask. How much does it cost? To <laughs> so you you walk into the, you walk into the tap room of the inn and just stand there going, "How much does it cost to stay in the dragon's elbow for the night?" I ask the relevant 
authority how much they would go like. Up, go up to the bar is, is common practice. <laughs> and say, how much does it cost to stay in the dragon's elbow for the night? <laughs> does he know what the bar is? <laughs> You're not that stupid. Oh, maybe you are that stupid. Yeah, shall I roll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh what exactly am I in terms of checking? So you're, so you're checking to see what the correct, like, I guess, etiquette is. I got a 17. Though. You got a 17. All right. So you go, up, you go up to the bar and say, how much does it cost to stay for the dragon's elbow at the night? The guy behind the bar looks at you and goes, well, uh, it's five silver for the night. But that comes with food in the evening and breakfast in the morning. What's Tibor doing? Uh, well, Tibor says, well, obviously the three of us will will room together. And Hannon and his two his two guards are going to room together. Tibor, Erde and Acton know each other, don't they? Yes. Do we know how do you all know each other? Well, I'm t- their guide. And I'm the ward. How did they swing these roles? I want a free night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying. Oh, you just, do they have to pay? Well, yes, of course, Tibor says. I have a tent. Can I use my tent? Yes. How cold is it outside? It's, so it's about autumn time. Down here in the valleys, it's not It's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, it's nippy, but it's fine. You're just going to tent it, okay? Can I? Will you it's cuddle me? It's a two-person tent. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you're in character, guys. <laughs> no, yeah, literally. Can I stay in your tent? The thought of staying in a tent fills you with disgust. Where I'm from, everyone gives me any, everything. So yeah. do I not get that here? Do, do I, I have to pay? The, the barman looks at you and goes, yeah. <laughs> We're not running a charity here. Okay. <laughs> Guess I'll get a room. The Dragon's Elbow is the finest inn this side of Talast. This is? Yeah. Oh. Can I have a reduced rate for just sitting on the floor of the bar and sleeping? So so the the barman looks up at you, cranes his neck to look up at you, and sort of... I'm just holding you, my arms, like... ...regards you sort of <laughs> with, with, a bit, with a bit of fear in his eyes. And he says, well, usually we lock the tap room because we found when we le- pe- let people sleep on the floor in the tap room, they drink all the beer. I do not drink. It is against my spirituality. Uh, uh, well, I'm well. That's good, but but um, I've I've only just met you, and I don't want you to drink or steal all of my beer. I think that's actually quite fair. Yeah, it's pretty fair. <laughs> okay. I just go five silver it is then, and just slap it down on the table. Okay. Is there any way I can just like sleep outside? I don't have a tent though. Is that going to be pretty? That's- well, it will be it will be cold. You'll wake up covered in dew. This is a problem because the rest of it says Hanan because the rest of the, the rest of the time we're going to be camped outside. So the barman pipes up and says, "Well, I've got I've got some tents for sale, and they t- they're two gold each." Who am I talking? You have a tent. I don't I know. Have a tent, I don't know why I'm talking to you. I've got a tent. You. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty good investment though if we're going to be going for I multiple say? days. I might go for the tent instead. I will happily have my own room. If, <laughs> if two of the people buy a tent, then we'll be all right for the rest of the journey because we can all share. My tent is for me. Likewise. So are you guys all sleeping outside? No, I'm I'm sleeping in a room. I've got I've got the same room. Yeah. Cool. Tent. I'm just very isolationist. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a tent as well, actually, instead of the okay. inn. So I pick back up my silver and slap down two gold instead. Womp. <laughs> 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 I've already bought the room that we're okay. supposed to share, so. Okay. I expect you to vote. Uh, the barman gives gives Tibor a key to a room and Hannah a key to the room and you to it. You're in room three, which is the attic room. Oh. Yeah. Full of ghosts. Thank you. <laughs> I don't mind the ghosts. The innkeeper says, "Like, don't I know? Don't I know you from somewhere? What's your name?" I am Goresh. Goresh. Gaz for short. Sure. Gaz. Yeah. <laughs> didn't like? Didn't you like kill a cyclops or something? A really big cyclops. Really yeah, big yeah, cyclops. Yeah, it's quite, it's wow. pretty big. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you want a mead, I'll. I'll it's on the house. Oh, mead thank on the you house. very much. 
Cheers. I'll, yeah. I will accept the meat. Thank you. That's very kind of you, good sir. Tell me a bit about this Cyclops then. Like uh, I said, it was huge. One, one eye, standard Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> what you'd expect from a Cyclops? Had a big, you know, that typical wooden club that they have. Big club. A really big club. Cyclops have clubs? How did you kill it, can I ask? Uh, with this great sword that I own. I thought you were going to say slingshot. I just I decapitated it, took it back to the... Uh, you know, the tribe, and uh, they were all very proud. Did you eat it? No. You guys didn't do that? That's foul. Oh, okay. Cyclops flesh is the worst flesh. Ah, oh, good to know. Barbarians. Barbarians. <laughs> is that what they are? Well, you th you probably think most Koyuk are barbarians. They're not civilized yeah, at all. Yeah. Maybe we smell. did eat the flesh. I don't they don't even have any cities, you know. So you go to bed for the evening. Those of you in rooms sleep quite well. Those of you outside, it's all right. <laughs> you feel disgusted That's by all of it. <laughs> like it's really hot. Like the the mattress is like barely barely feathered. Quite it's lumpy. it's so the 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 blankets are so thin. The cotton count must be terrible. Bit damp yeah. and mouldy. <laughs> yeah, it smells like you. You sure you heard a rat scurrying about in the walls? Am I bathed in the morning? No, there's no bath. What? That's, ex that's extra. That's another silver piece if you want that's to buy. enough. You guys are trying to make a mockery out of me and my family. <laughs> so you all get up in the morning, and those of you that have rented a room are served uh, a quite pleasant breakfast, a couple of couple of sausages, an egg, some peas, and some bread. So you leave the tavern in the village and resume your journey. The road begins to ascend, rising away from the river gently until a sharp drop separates the two. It does not take long until you're surrounded by cliffs and white peaks looming above you. As you climb, the temperature drops, the air grows colder and thinner, which makes it all the more difficult for those of you unused to travelling at altitude. As you travel, as you travel further into the mountains, you notice there are no settlements here. The the gorge that you're travelling along the side of is far too steep for there to be anything. Up here in the mountains, the wind is colder and brisker. Down in the bottom of the gorge below, you can see occasionally, very occasionally, a boat going along the river, being rowed, but mostly at this point being carried by the by the swiftness of the water. So you climb and climb and climb for most of the day, surrounded by cliffs, and it's quite daunting, they're looming over you. It's sort of oppressive. There's a bit of, like, scrub, a few bushes clinging to the sides of the cliffs, but no trees, no grass, really. Also, there are no settlements, and after a while, as, as after you've walked for a good 10 or 12 hours and you're all exhausted, um, Hannon says, well, we're going to have to make camp by the side of the road. This will have to do. Treebor, do you have a tent? Yes, I have a tent for my ward and I. I'm relieved because I didn't have the forward thinking to buy one. I was like, why would I need one? It's just extra stuff to carry. This is true. In hindsight, I probably knew I had a tent, but you know, I forget <laughs> stuff. <more. laughs> Can I share someone's tent? Hmm. Human, you might be How able to fit in my tent. I'm only small. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I was gonna say I'm massive, but would there be enough? Yeah, yeah. She is only little, so she can squeeze in, squeeze okay. in between the scales. <laughs> I barely feel you against the side of my scales. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like in a ball. Not super comfy to spoon, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just lovely. wake up with like a scale light in my eye. What? <laughs> I don't have anywhere to sleep. Would she fit in my tent? I'm only six two. Yeah, we're both kind of similar heights. Yes. Okay, you can stay in my tent for tonight. Thank you. No funny business. He smells. Thank you. Really <laughs> it smells. Bad. It's really bad. Does she have to roll if she like to see if she can tolerate like staying no, in the tent? No, it's it's up to her. But you really stink. To her, to her like fine fine senses. Do you have like a perfume you can spray all over him while he sleeps? Like... I don't actually have any of my perfumes at all. So you make camp at night time, and Hannon says, "We need to take watches. Who's going to go first? Oh, well. Shotgun. Ah." Oh. Shame. 
technically she could have a fecal shotgun first, so. <laughs> We're both so keen. Second. <laughs> Typically, we need three, but if you want to, if you want to give each other more sleep, we can have more people doing one. I'll do the final watch. I can see in the dark if that's useful. So. Oh yes. You can see in the dark really well. Really. The Dolier is excellent, excellent night vision. Oh, they're weird eyes, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you they've should got, offer. They've got to enormous stay eyes. Yeah, but he's not going to. Is he's he? mean. <laughs> I will take the dark. So you want second watch, I suppose? Oh, you want to tell you can be third watch? Okay, okay, well, that's that's everything sorted. Good. No watches for me, says Hannon. No, me neither. I can sleep on the floor. Yay. We should be safe enough to have a fire. We've got a bit of wood. And the, the bracken around here is quite good for burning, so. So who's taking first watch? Me. What's your name again? I can't remember. Actum. 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 I like that. So you take the first watch. Could you make a luck roll, please? Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> so roll a d20 and don't add anything. It's literally just a roll. Oh, natural, 20. natural 20. So you're camping. You you see sort of a bird, a big like eagle flying above you, like really high above you. And it's got something in its claws. But for some reason, it just has like a wing spasm and it drops the thing in its claws and it falls and lands straight in front of you. And it's a large ham. <laughs> 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 a large ham has dropped out of the sky directly in front of you. She's got a ham? Yes. Share. Well, you wouldn't know. Well, you're you're all asleep. But otherwise, your your watch passes without incident. Enjoy your ham. So eventually, Actum comes to wake you up. Wake you up, Garish. Yep. <laughs> She says it's time for your watch. It's been it's been a couple of hours. Should you get up? And the campfires the campfires sort of died out now. Your your eyes are accustomed to the darkness. Could you make a luck roll, please? Thirteen. Thirteen. Your watch passes without incident, really. It's quiet and the sort of wind whistling through the gorge is eerie. Um, it almost sounds like voices, not loud enough for you to make out, really. But you're you're a bit sort of creeped out by it, but it's fine. And then two hours pass and you go and wake up, Maladier. And you get up, and you're used to being in the darkness. Most of the air is quite bright for you. You can see well. Could you make a luck roll, please? Four. Four. Somewhere, you hear something. You hear... It's not me, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just her snoring. <laughs> it's coming from away, from away from your camp. Could you make a perception check? That's 17. So in the darkness, you can just see three big brown bears are making their way towards your campsite. They're about 300 foot away, or like so. They're just like, they're about on the edge of your vision. Yeah, I guess yell to wake them up. What are you going to yell? Beasts! Have we all gotten up and out of our tent? So you wake up, you wake up with someone yelling, Beasts! Beasts! Well, I don't know, what do your characters do? What would your characters do? I jump right out of bed and run out. And grab my longbow. So you see, you see the bears. As soon as you yell, the bears start charging towards you. Could you all roll initiative, please? Okay. So, um, so first it is Anastasia. Anna. Anna. Sorry, Anastasia. Thank you. Anastasia, who is, who is in her tent, is like ready to go at the first sign of trouble. What would you like to do? I'm running out, but I have to put on my fine clothes because no one can see me looking like Okay, that, that's going to take a while. No, not all of it. Just not like maybe the just initial like, just, slip. Just, okay. Right. Cover decency. So you're not wearing all of your intricate undergarments. You're just wearing like the, the over robe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So I run out and assist Malagria. And I ask him what's going on, but I don't need to ask because the bears are coming. The bears are coming. You can sort of see them, see them in the, in the um, darkness. Can I distract the bear with my mage hand? How many bears are there? There are three. Three bears. And they're big. They're like the size of this table, big. 
big bear. And is there a leading bear? Is there a, a, <laughs> a king, leading a bear? king bear? No, they all look about the same size, but one of them is slightly Who further ahead than the other two. Could I maybe <laughs> communicate <laughs> with this? Just like maybe like tickle this bear's behind. They're not close enough for your mage hunter to reach. No, no, they're about a hundred foot away. Um, I'm going to let them a bit close, get a bit closer, because I'm trying to, you know, kind of flex a bit of muscle here, and I'm trying to kind of show my partner's name. I can't remember how much I'm about to save his fucking life right now. So they get, you know, within about, I don't know, 60 feet and they're charging and then I release my magic missile. Okay, what does your magic missile look like? It's big. <laughs> big, big, throbbing, engorged yeah. missile. Yes, and it's kind of confusing. The release feels the, wonderful. The, the lights hit, light hit it weirdly. It's hard to make out a colour. Kind of okay. one of those weird. So it's sort of like it's sort of like white, white and wispy. Yeah. And like sort of almost creamy, and it spurts yes, through the air. <laughs> if you see it, you don't know what it is. Basically, <laughs> it's like what the fuck is this thing coming at me, man? So um, I've got three, and I yeah. do go right. I'm gonna go two for the big, the big bear in the front. It's being sexually okay. assaulted. <laughs> one missile at the bear, whatever bear is exactly. the closest or the strongest. I mean, there's no way. So the new, so there's one that is nearer. Okay, two for the nearer, yeah. and then the other one for the other yeah. nearer. And I'm hoping that the third will retreat okay. because I've just destroyed these two front bears. Okay, so your missiles slam into these bears one after another. Boom, boom, boom. They like burst like bits of flesh off, and you can see you can see fur like spinning away into the darkness as your throbbing missiles pound into them. But they keep coming. Now it is Erdi. So I, my favoured enemy is beasts. What does that your mean? Favourite enemy is beasts. So when you when you deal damage to beasts, you do an extra two damage. Okay, awesome. Oh, that's so cool. So I've already got an extra two damage. So you, because your your eyes aren't quite as good as these guys, you can't quite make them out. Okay. And so they have they have half cover to you, which means their armor class is a bit higher. So it's a bit harder for you to shoot them. But you but they're certainly within range of your longbow. Alright, so I'm gonna use my longbow. Nine to hit? That is not a hit, no. You can't quite make it out. You think you've got it and you, you could you could use one of your luck points. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Oh. Natural 20. So like you two that can see, like the arrow, the arrow misses, it's gone, it's gone off, but then there's a sudden gust of wind <laughs> that catches the arrow and curves it right into the face of the leading bear. <laughs> that is amazing. So it's so, maximum damage plus damage, 17. Yeah. That's a lot of damage. So your arrow curves into its head and like cuts across his head. It doesn't quite embed itself because their skulls are thick, but it cuts and it's this bear screams in pain and it like sort of almost stumbles a bit, but it keeps lo loping towards you. Oh, shit. Is this, it, this was the bear that's already been hit? This was the bear that's already been hit. I'm my yeah. two missiles. Oh my God, we're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> These bears are really loads of us though, so. Perfect Actual, it's Okay. Getting out of my tent very quickly. <laughs> They're about a hundred foot away from you. Well, I've got animal handling as one of my skills, so maybe I can like, I don't know. Try, Try, and, them. Them. <laughs> try and calm them down after they've been shot by magic missiles and arrows. Yeah, I'll just try and kind mm. of act super aggressive so they know like and then try and get them to like back off. Maybe, Maybe I can just try and be really intimidating. Yeah. Right. So you can, so you, one of the things you can do is you can delay your action so you can wait. Or like you can get it, you can get out of your, you can get out of your tent and just wait until they come closer. Or you could like, if you could, you could like stand in front of anyone and act like defensively. So if they come and try and hit you, you can like dodge out of the way and defend yourself. I'm just gonna have to stand here, getting angry. <laughs> getting so angry. Getting into that raid. Like Dragon So now it's the bears, and they quickly close 80 feet towards you. So they're within 20 feet of your campsite now. Ooh. 
But that means I can hit him. Now it is Malagir. So they're still 20 feet away. I guess Eldritch Blast then. Cool. On the leading bear? I guess so. 13 plus 4 is 17. Yeah, that's a hit. Five. Five. What does your Eldritch Blast look like? Okay, so let's go for like a, a beam of purple energy. Slight bit of flame to it. Okay, bit of flaming purple energy. Yeah, hits, yes. hits this bear in the face, scours some of its flesh away from its head, and you can see at this distance now, you can see that its eyes are like red, completely bloodshot. It's like its mouth is frothing, almost rabid, as it's running towards you. It doesn't seem to care about the pain anymore. It's just got mad, mad rage in its eyes. This is one henchback. And it's still alive. <laughs> it's still alive. Yes. Garesh. So I obviously I get up and run out. Yeah. Um, do I, you got time to grab your weapons and stuff? Because oh, I yeah, assume yeah. they're within yeah, melee yeah, distance now. Yeah, yeah. They're within hitting yeah. melee range. I mean, you can't leave your you can't couldn't leave your cyclops killing sword. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I grab my um, great sword and I guess I just hit the bleeding bear. Yeah, you run up to the bleeding bear yeah. with your great sword. All right. Mm. Oh, I got 19, so I hit. 19, that is definitely a hit. Uh, so nine, 14 damage. So you run up to the leading bear and go, ah, and hit its head straight on with your greatsword, cleaving its skull in half, oh, splattering really blades all over the floor. This bastard will end up killing And the momentum, the momentum carries the bear another step before it collapses at your feet. What did I say about the Cyclops? <laughs> there are still two very big bears though, so. Cathan, yeah. it's your go. Okay. So, <laughs> these bears are within hitting distance now, aren't they? Yes. Brilliant. They are within I have nothing feet. beyond 60 feet, so I was like, hmm, earlier. I think I'll have a go at, at Sacred Flame then. Sacred Flame. So, what's your spell save, DC? 12. Okay, so it's got to beat 12. It fails, so you can do your damage. Five. Five. Okay, so magical, like, blue fire surrounds one of the other bears, the one that you hurt, and singes it a bit, and, like, you can smell the, the smell of burning flesh and burning hair. So Tibor gets out of his tent and goes, "What's going on, huh? What?" And like seems half asleep, and he's like he's wearing these tiny little white pants. <laughs> and he's like, "What?" I'm so sick of seeing Tibor half naked. Yeah, you you've seen Tibor half naked a lot. Okay, so um, I want to distract the bear, the bears. Okay. I'm done attacking them because I'm not good at that. I want to distract, and yeah. I want when they're distracted, I want my teammate to attack. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Okay. So I want to, because so they're quite so close you now. Make, you can make like minor illusions. And things. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay, so you can use that. So if you come up with something interesting, then. Okay, well, um, tell me a bit about these bears. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, or do we not know anything about well, these bears? Well, you can make a nature check. Can I make a nature check? Can I make a nature check? Make a nature check. <laughs> they like meat. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. They really like ham. <laughs> can you make an illusory ham? What's the bear's sense of smell like? Good. Very good. Awesome. So 11. Yeah. So these bears probably live around here in these mountains. <laughs> Maybe in other places too. They eat small animals and fish and maybe berries. Most, like most bears, they probably won't attack people that are traveling. So um, if I maybe can create a minor illusion behind them, I want, to be, I want something that, what's their smell like? I want them to see prey yeah. and go for it. Okay. So that my my teammate can you know. So you can like make the smell of meat. Yeah, that's that's what. Smell I of meat, and then I guess they can make like a wisdom save to to be distracted or something. <laughs> so it's just like you can create a smell or like something that looks like something, but you can't do both. So I'll you can create, create the, smell. the smell of meat. I'll go for the smell. Okay. So one of them, the one at the back, like turns around a bit, mm -hmm. and like like starts like looking around for the smell. 
Right? I saw that happen. The one of the one of the front is still coming for you. Yes. So Erdai. You said that they don't usually attack people who are traveling. Yeah. So they might not be traveling, um, attacking us at all, but there's no way of knowing that until they get close enough to eat us. But if they're running towards us... They're running towards us. And you can see they're close enough for you to see, like, they're frothing at the mouth, their eyes are, like, red, almost bloody. Because like, they look really they look mad. They look like... They don't look pretty friendly. They don't look They don't look like happy, friendly bears that you can give a cuddle to. I think that this is quite unusual you that they're... Bear. Yeah, you, you certainly think this is very unusual. This I think is... it's quite strange, and I'm worried. All right, I guess I'll try and hit the one that's distracted anyway. So, 22 to hit. It's definitely a hit. So, 6, 13. So, 13 damage against the one that was distracted. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the one that's slightly further behind. Uh, so, yeah, your arrow sticks into it just behind its shoulder, and it yelps in pain. Actum! Well... There's a bear in front of you. <laughs> I've got my two hand axes, so I'm just going to have to smash this bear. Okay. Place, I think. 15 plus... Five. That definitely hits. Yeah, cool. Eleven. Oh, very good. Your hand axe comes down and hacks one of its ears off. Uh, and then you can make an attack roll with your other axe. Oh, four. Your other one misses, unfortunately. I'm still a bit worried that this bear is going to eat me. Well, now it's the bear's turn. Oh, no. Oh, and you've just cleaved it. So seeing as you're in its face, it's going to attack you. I feel like I'm not being very sensible, but I guess that what's is your cool. What's your armor class? Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. So the first one, it goes to bite you around the face, but you manage to just move out the way just in time. As it goes past, it swipes at you with its claws and it does hit you. And you take 10 damage. Yeah, those are some some bruiser bears. The other bear that was distracted turns around and isn't quite sure, having not seen any meat, and isn't quite sure what's going on and runs towards Actum again, but doesn't have time to attack. Ah, you saved. Potentially. Potentially saved your life. You're welcome. <laughs> Malagir. If I cast Arms of Hadar, it's going to fuck up everyone. It's going to fuck up everyone, yeah. Don't you fucking What is, what is Arms of Hadar? And why do you... Max was into it like, no, don't do that. Like, in, his, in the why tone of his voice. You can do it if you want. Don't I mean, it's kind of tempting, but no, I don't want to do we that all to everyone the first yet. game, <laughs> Well, I mean, I did want to run in and just cast arms, but then... But then everybody got, else... Everyone else got too close first. Um, so I guess it's just Eldritch Blast again. Um, can I move backwards a bit as yeah. well? Yeah, you can. You can move backwards, like, slightly around the tents to give yourself some more space and get yeah. away from the ravenous bears. Yeah, so I'll do that and then catch Eldritch Blast again, I guess. I guess the one that is in the process of attacking her. Cheers, mate. <laughs> 16. 16. That, that is a hit. Uh, 6. 6. Hey. Your Eldritch Blast hits it in the shoulder and it sizzles a bit. The area around you is filled with the smell of burning burning flesh and burning hair. Khan starts getting hungry. Mmm. <laughs> 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 Barbecue. Garish. Yeah. Gonna have to hit this one, the same one, aren't I, that's uh, currently being damaged. So... Yeah. Oh, 17. Yeah. It's, it's a hit. 2d6. Oh, pretty low. Oh, double I hit 9 oh, no. in nine. total. Nine. Okay, so you, again, you, having just killed the last one, you turn and with a big downward swipe, just chop this one's head off <laughs> straight away. Yeah, we need you around. I've got a highlight reel already. <laughs> it's like almost, it almost seems easy, you know, like there's no difficulty. Yeah, here. It's like cutting into a Vienna. So. <laughs> my turn's quite a great time because four people have already done damage to it there. And I'm just like, it's going to hit you. Cathan, it's your go. Woohoo, so there's one bear left, yeah? There's one bear left. 
It's a little bit hurt. Like emotionally or? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably emotionally. Yeah, it's two friends and It's had like, it's had a bad couple of weeks. Right, I'm gonna kill it. No. <laughs> I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> kill it till it's dead. Yeah, kill it to death. You are Do you dead. reckon, like, if I did thaumatogy with harmless tremors, can I, like, scare it away? You think that if it hadn't been scared away at this point... It's probably too late. Probably too late. Yeah. It looks... It's intent on killing. Bears don't usually attack large groups of people like this. This is weird. There's something weird. Just damage it, man. We just need to kill it. It's the can last I one. throw any of my weapons? I've got a hand axe and a mace. So you can... Yeah, you can throw those. But, I mean, they're better if you go up to it and hit them. Why do you want to throw it? Just to maintain distance. A little, yeah. But then it can it can run 80 feet. Okay, well, I've got a pretty good armor class as well. I might just go in. Although you're not wearing armor at the moment. Oh shit, yeah, no, <laughs> fuck that. I'm gonna... Don't you have a blast, like a Yankova trait? Yeah, I mean, I've got Sacred Flame as oh, well, just do but... And you've also got your breath. Yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is that acid um, breath? Psychic. It's a zone of psychic energy. Yeah. <laughs> mind, <laughs> mind breaking energy. Yeah. I'm gonna make this bear even more emotionally damaged, okay? <laughs> this bear's gonna get it. Right. And I'll give it psychotherapy and it can pay me. So you run, you run up to it and breathe this cone of bright blue psychic energy. You, you two that are near it hear screams in your ears. Like in your mind, you hear screams. But the bear gets it worse. Who's near it? Actum and Garish. So the bear has to make a, a dexterity save, which it fails. 12. 12 damage. So blood pours from the bear's eyes and pours out of ears. And it screams. It doesn't know what's going on. Whatever horrors that you've put into its mind are dealing horrible, horrible damage to it. The bear looks horribly distraught, but it's still it's still going. And now it's its turn. Oh, no! <laughs> Not the bear! It's the bear. So it's going to try and bite you. Yeah, I'm probably fucked. So the bear bites you. The bear bites you around the leg, uh, and you take six damage. Okay. Still alive. That could be worse. I've got... Okay, so I've got three left. And then it's going to try and swipe it, swipe at you with its claws as well. Oh. And it hits you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to be unconscious. <laughs> Yell deed. And I'm the one who can, like... And you take you take eight, eight more damage. Oh, oh. Claws swipe you across the chest, that popping off scales as they go. Glint through the air. At least I look fabulous in death, okay? In normal D&D, you don't go into negative hit points. But in my D&D, to make things a bit more dangerous and healing a bit less effective, you do go into the negative hit points. Anastasia. Oh no. <laughs> so where was this bear in relation to my fine self right now? You're quite far away. There are three or four of us closer than the bear. So there's... The bear is next to um, Garish and Actum and the unconscious form of Cathan. But you... not super close to me. Not super close Definitely. to you. It's like, it's within like 15 foot of you. Now, I'm feeling a bit bad for this bear. Where I come from, we kind of eat them. You know, they're quite adorable and- You keep them as pets wanna... and as food. Yeah, and we kind of look them in cute little gold chains and things like that, so. I'm a bit anxious about being the person who actually kills this yeah. bear. But I haven't actually caused a lot of damage, so I'm feeling kind of competitive. Yeah. Like, Why are you giving this monologue? Because that's what I do, I'm average. Character insight, Very self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking average, man. I need, to, I need to tell you all what I'm thinking. Okay, so I think I am going to unleash... Let me just double check what my shocking grasp does. Okay, you have the advantage on the attack roll if the target is wearing armor, but it's not. Because it's a bear. <laughs> On a hit, the target takes um, 1d8 lightning damage. I don't really know what that means, you have to explain. So, lightning damage is, is like getting hit by lightning. Okay. 
Seven. Seven. Eleven. Eleven. So yeah, that is a hit. Eleven is yeah. a hit. It's a bear. I think sure. bears, they last for a while, but they're easy to hit because they're, they're so dead. bloody massive. Yeah, so damage. There we go. Seven. 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 So you grab it and, and like lightning arcs over like around where you grab it and it goes... Poor bear. Still alive though. You see bloody tears in its eyes. This it's still bitch alive. is still alive? Still alive. <laughs> <laughs> right, you gotta fucking kill it. <laughs> Erdai, it's your go. Sick of this bear's shit, right. okay? I'm gonna... Aim my longbow at his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I got a natural twenty. <laughs> so do, do I even need to roll? No, you don't no. even need to roll. Your 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 arrow goes straight through its eye and it just oh. slumps. <laughs> yes, I got one of the kills. <laughs> Well done, guys. <laughs> That's a lot of teamwork. You're very chill, but we've almost died from bears, and you're just like, yeah, well yeah. done. Good job. I'm less chill and more like, oh, <laughs> is dying. It's a bit shit, really. But then you get healed by yeah. by Anastasia. One. <laughs> I actually got one. So you're healed by three. And you're on minus two. I'm so sorry. So you're, you're <laughs> Oh, you're still on minus two. Okay, so you're still unconscious. I'm on minus two. Chloe, my okay. healing power always works. Like, you literally power saved power. her from death. Yeah. yeah. Literally yeah. saved her from death. But I didn't give her, like, loads of magical powers yeah. again. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. So what's the cutoff <laughs> for being dead? Uh, as soon as you're on, as soon as you're on one hit point, you're conscious. Koyuk, incidentally, the first time, the first time they would go into negative zero or negative hit points, they can go to one hit point instead. The first time. Oh, that's cool. Um, another note about magical healing: yeah. it will heal your wounds, but it doesn't remove scarring. So those scales that got ripped off your chest, they're still missing. That's actually a bit I was thinking about when I decided to heal you. That's such a shame. Yeah. The aesthetic. It can I regrow them? So, no, Yankova scales don't Can I go grow. peel them up from under the bear's nails? <laughs> you can go and pick them up, yeah. Them yeah, what happens if I lose scales then? That's well, really... they're just gone, that's it. Shit. There's like soft flesh on them. Just like a scar, isn't it? It's just it? scars, yeah. But it scars up, so it like hard. It scars up, yeah. So like, is is she now not dying just because of the fact that she had a healing spell? Yes. But, but she, right, yes. so any healing like spell one. would stop yes. dying, we'll stop but not necessarily bring about can I also talk about how big of a big deal it like it's a big deal for Anna to heal anyone? Tibor, you see, is stood there in his underwear smoking a pipe. Nah, I'm just, <laughs> just like, well done, guys. Like, that was pretty good. That was very good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>